Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Definitely gotta take into account your mental being. People out there is not gonna understand you unless you let them know. You gotta tune into your own mind and put it at rest. Only person is gonna help you is yourself. Society doesn't want you to blame anything else but the negative on this show. Hey, what's going on? It's your man Casanova Williams with another Black Men's Mental Health podcast. Now, this podcast, I've, I, I'm, you know, usually, you know, uh, like I said, you know, let me let me go back. Thank y'all, of course, for rocking with me. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for showing me some love. Thank you for supporting the podcast 100%. And I appreciate you, okay? So I got that out the way. Always got to show that appreciation. It took me a while to want to do this podcast. Now, as you know, recently, five, four or five young, uh, no, black men, police officer, have been arrested and accused of beating a young black man to death. Um. Unless you're living under a rock, you know this case. It happened a few weeks ago. Um, footage of them beating this guy. It was a traffic stop for a reason. They're still trying to determine why. Um, they beat this guy to the point where he died in the hospital of his injuries. I first when I heard about it, it didn't affect me as a guy, you know. Another another thing of cops beating a black man. Then I got more intrigued when I found out it was black men. I said, okay. And it was just a lot of, uh, when it first came out, there's no footage. So it was just a lot of uh, talk of what could have happened, what did happen, you know, stuff like that. So at first I'm like, okay, you know, I'm thinking like these black men, of course, they're going to make an example of these guys. Uh, they're probably pushing narrative because at the end of the day, you know, co- you know, all that stuff. You know, I'm like, oh, man, these black men going to get railroaded. They're going to use them as an example of cop reform and all this other stuff. I said, oh, you know, but then I saw the video. And it broke my heart. And this is why it broke my heart. It showed that we have no love for each other as black men. I don't know what could have possibly been going through their heads when they chose to beat him the way they did. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand being a cop is a rough job. I understand that sometimes as a cop, you have to use force to subdue your criminals. Just, and you know, and so I understand that. So that's not my problem. Um, now, it's questionable why they pulled him over. We still don't know why they stopped him and pulled him out the car. Because it, it didn't make sense, the aggressiveness they had. Even if it was a traffic stop, they was like, get out the car immediately. Don't understand why that happened. Um, that was confusing um, because usually when you get stopped by a cop, you know, usually when you get stopped by a cop, 
you uh they ask for your driver's license they ask for your information first you know that's what usually happens you know like if you have a broken tail light even a speeding you know even if you're speeding or pass a red light they pull you over and they ask you hey driver's license registration You'd be like, what I got pulled over for? Hey, you passed the red light. You was going or you was going 50 and a 35 or something. You know, they do usual stops. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the type of aggressiveness they did was like it was a reported stolen car or they knew of him as a criminal, you know, where immediately they roll up to the car and say, get out the car. Um, but nobody knows why they did that. We still don't understand what the reason was for that aggressiveness. Then they p- pulled him out the car, twisted his arm. He was saying, hey, he wasn't fighting back. And they they were really aggressive with him. They were saying, get on his stomach. And he was. they had him twisted in a way where how could he comply with getting on his stomach? And obviously these officers were getting more and more mad. You know, they were using, uh, you know, a very aggressive language, like, you know, I'll, I'll fucking beat you, get on the fucking ground. You fuck, you know, a very aggressive language that just wasn't called for. He wasn't replying. He wasn't cursing them out. He was asking questions. He was like, what, what are you doing? He's like, you're doing too much. What's going on? I mean, nothing was aggressive about him at all, but they were very aggressive. Like, like he did something like they were chasing him and finally got him or something, you know? And maybe that was the case, but I didn't see it. No, I don't think we anybody saw it. Then, you know, after them being aggressive and stuff, he ran. He was scared for his life. I could definitely understand why he was scared for his life. I would be too if plain clothes people that say the officers just run up on my car and start telling me to get out the car and pull me out my car, put me on the ground. And you're like, well, what did I do? This is too much. You know, then he ran. Now, granted, of course, that's illegal, but this man was scared for his life. Nobody deserves to be threatened and treated that way. So he ran. When they caught up to him, that's when the true tragedy started. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't know why they pulled him over or what their justification was for it. And let me just give him the benefit of the doubt that he did something that agitated them. I don't know what it was. Can't imagine that it was something, but let's just say they did. And they pulled him out and they were aggressive because of the agitation because of something. I don't know. Then he ran. So I get it. Okay. They finally catch him. Now, this is what, where I can't justify anything at that point. Before, I could kind of maybe see some justification of it. You know, maybe there's something that happened we didn't know. You know, maybe they truly thought he was resisting or or he was squirming. I, I, you know, even though that's stretching it, it's stress, stress, I'm stressing, I'm stress, stretching it for them. But I'm trying to give some type of leeway. but. The second video was disturbing. Um, for one, 
you always know a cop is doing something they're not supposed to do when they turn off their cameras. Now, for the beginning of the uh, stop, the cameras were on because we got that video footage from their body cams. The second footage we only have from, thank God there was a camera positioned perfectly right at that corner where this happened because they turned off their cameras. So right then and there, you know a cop is doing something dirty because if you weren't doing nothing dirty or do, if you're doing everything right, why turn off your body cam? That's it that legally you're supposed to have on. So once they did that, I knew it was some bullshit at that point. But the street camera was angled perfectly, perfectly. And you saw everything. The beating they gave this guy now, these are big black guys, all right? These aren't little skinny guys. It was four of them. And they beat this guy like he was, like they were in a street fight. The whole time he was restrained, the whole time they had his hands behind his back. And they were the punches, the kicks to his head. The force they used while the whole time his hands were restrained behind his back. Four guys could not stop him, which is bull. He wasn't fighting back. He threw, he did not throw one punch at them. Not one. He was trying to avoid getting his ass beat. Now, there are certain types of hits. Now, this is my opinion, okay? Because you know, I always will tell people, say, when it's my opinion, when it's not. There are certain type of hits and kicks that, that are meant to make you feel it. And there's one, I'm, I'm trying to kill you. I'm trying to knock you out. I'm trying to end something. There was one point that I knew this wasn't right. Now, punches, a lot of people punch differently. There was a point where his head was on the ground, right? They had him. He was on his stomach. His hands were restrained behind his back the whole time. His hands were behind him, holding his hands. One of the officers comes up and moves them out the way, attempts to move out, and, and positions to kick like he's cooking a football. Like, like, rather than come in and try to, like, hold his head, kick his head around, no. Backed up to lift his foot, held it there for a second to get a good shot to kick him in the head. Now, I don't know what type of training they've been through, but that's a kill blow, in my opinion, okay? To Position your foot. Now, you know, cops wear the combat boots. They don't wear, you know, regular sneakers. These are boots that cops wear. Now, from the picture, like, he, he had those boots. Now, I could be wrong. So, you know, I don't know, but it looks like boots. And most of the cops, when they're in their uniform, are wearing boots. Hard bottom boots, right? Now, 
you could kill somebody kicking somebody in the head with force with those boots. They didn't, he didn't use his, his foot to stop him where I'm going to put my foot on his head and stop him, which is also bad. But, you know, I get it. Like, yo, I'm going to put my foot here to stop him. He moved them out the way, parted them, lifted his foot up, and was waiting for the perfect time and angle to kick this guy in his head. That, to me, is a kill blow, especially with the boots you have. His hands are restrained. He has no way of hiding his face. You could break a man's neck like that. That's when I knew that they were trying to kill this guy. Because that is a, I'm going to beat your ass and I'm going to kill you kick. That's not a, I'm trying to restrain you and stop. Why couldn't he just jump on him and hop on him? You know what I'm saying? Shit, put the knee in the neck or something. You know what I'm saying? To try to stay. No, you wanted to hurt this man so bad. You took your boots and kicked him in his head a few times without, where he can't protect himself. Now, that's horrible. Also, there's certain type of, of hits that you're trying to go for a kill blow. When you take your hand and you bring it around to your back and you swing full force, to somebody's unprotected head, that's a kill blow as well. That's not I'm trying to restrain you. It's I'm trying to knock you out. And if you die, you die. Because I thought I thought they, the cops' jobs is to restrain. There are four of you, and you couldn't restrain them. Get that dude's feet, lift them up in the air, put them on the ground, somebody sit on them. I, I mean, we're better. You're trying to restrain them. That's your, your thing to restrain him. Not one time did this gentleman swing at them. Not one time. Not one punch did he throw. He couldn't throw a punch because they had his hands. Now, was he squirming around? Of course he was. Because you were throwing death blows to him. I was disturbed. Like, my wife didn't even want to watch the video. She said, I don't even want to watch it. You know how it is when news says something, you know, oh, this is tragedy. You got this going on, blah, blah, blah. Cops being, you know, they exaggerate. Then you see like, uh, you know, but there was no exaggeration of this film, of this video. Then while he stood, so then they threw him up against the car after they finally put cuffs on him. He's beat up, beat up bad. You can see he's beat up. They're laughing, they're joking, they're talking about, oh, he messed up my thing. He must have been on drugs, you know, just to try to cover up what they were doing. You know how it is now they're changing the narrative. While this man sat there, when the medical examiners came, they didn't even treat him the way they should. That's why a lot of them got fired. He went to the, the doctor. He went to the hospital for his injuries. And died. The man died of being beat 
to death. It took me a while to do this podcast. It really did because I really had to get my thoughts together. I really had to think. I wanted to do it right after it happened, but I said, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I, you know me, I'm not doing this podcast for clout. You know, I'm not doing it, you know, because I want the attention or anything like that. So I didn't want to feel like I was just jumping on a bandwagon. And I really want to think about this because I had conflicting thoughts about this. One hand, I said to myself, the cop culture needs to change. Of course, we know that cops are given too much power. They're not really policing criminals. They're chasing money. There's all these things. So uh, th- that's always a topic that we everybody could talk about all day long. But I think there was a deeper topic with this that needed to be addressed. And I had to really get my thoughts together about it. Why do we hate each other so much as black people? I've never seen as much hate for each other as I see now. We purposely will kill, rob, steal, degrade, diminish each other quicker than we would for anybody else. Now you could say, oh, these young black men ain't shit because they, you know, maybe they get over their rubbing. These were college educated men. I think four out of five of them were part of a fraternal black frater- a fraternity called Phi B- oh, I'm sorry, called Omega Psi Phi. Or as they call them in, you know, they're named Q Dogs. I'm part of a fraternity as well. If you don't know Phi Beta Sigma, Blue Phi, shout out to them. And um, but regardless of any black fraternity you're in. Is a mentality of uplifting your people, supporting, service. These are the traits that these fraternities, all of them across the board have. Now, they're all different, whether it's how they started with their colors, their letters, things like that. But in general, it's all about service to our community, uplifting our community, uplifting other black men in brotherhood. So these weren't black men that are from the hood that just lucked out and got a certificate and became cops or something like that. You know, these are black educated men. So why, why did this happen? Let's talk about it. All I can give is my opinion about this. I don't even have a psychological explanation for this. Something that I could say, like, oh, this is environmental psychology that, you know, antidepressant of our egos and our culture. I, 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 I can't even sit and think about that. Only thing I can think about is we don't value nor love ourselves. And for value, we have been, I don't say taught, but we have an understanding that our value is based on walking, taking, walking over, taking, or abusing our own to try to prove to others 
Now, you could say from slavery days, maybe we have that mentality, the house nigga, the field nigga. And at the end of the day, the house nigga is always going to do what master say to, to please the master. And at the end of the day, if, he, if that means he uh, will discipline the field nigga or other niggas in the field or, or degrade them or punish them or embarrass them, for master makes him look better. So we could say it's that mentality. Or the same mentality that, that we put... Um, value on other products rather than ours we value jordans we value mercedes we value everything but we will not invest in our own communities we could say that as well we could say that is just i don't even know what else we could say you know how i am I'm, I'm, i'm real on my podcast i'm completely real on my podcast and i'm not here you know You know, um, so it, it, it makes me very confused. You know, I'm still perplexed. I'm still. Very hurtful. And I'm trying to process it, even while I'm doing this podcast, I'm still trying to process it. I don't understand how at one point that one brother looked at the situation and said, yo, bros, chill, chill, chill out. Brother, sit down. Brother, just sit down right here and chill out. Let's talk. That one time was that something that was in their head just to de-escalate the situation. Say, hey, bro, you know what? I do. Let's talk. Sit down right here and against this car. Sit down. There was five of them there. Not one, that there was, was it one person there that dis, that, 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 that stopped it. That one person there had a nine to a, a mental uh, 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 thought that why are we beating this other black man? That, that one brother de-escalated at all. Some people say that black men have so much pinned up anger that when we get a chance to release it, we go too far. Is that a good argument? Is there some truth to it? Been times in my life that I, you know, I've done things and because of the release it gives, I've indulged in it. But now, don't get me wrong. The history of this group, they were part of a special uh, squad called, I forgot what they were called, some squad called uh, Lion, Tigers. I don't know. They they were called an elite squad that was out in these streets, and they've had several complaints against them. So at the end of the day, they've had, you know, so these aren't, Clean cut. They have a history of complaints and issues with this squad in the city. A lot of complaints from residents. So these weren't the uh, good old boys. These, you know what I'm saying? So they had a lot of blood on their hands. 
Um, so, but I still don't understand. And I get it. Policing is a, diff- a difficult job. Nobody likes the police. Nobody wants to get arrested. So at the end of the day, you do anything, somebody's going to complain. So even that doesn't tell me, oh, these guys are just bad black people. You know what I'm saying? Because as a cop, it is rare if you don't get a complaint. Like you could do everything perfectly, but because nobody wants to get arrested, nobody wants to, uh, you know, admit fault to anything. So people do things. So you could do everything by the book, but nothing stops people complaining. So, you know, I don't even look at that and try to judge them and say, oh, man, they have history. That's just I think that's part of the job. It's part of the job. Nobody's going to like you. Nobody likes to get pulled over. Nobody likes to get caught doing criminal activity. I mean, so at the end, the nature of the beast, nobody's going to like it. So I don't even look. I'm not even looking at that. I'm looking at this incident right here. And I don't understand how at, not at one point did somebody had the fucking decency to say, yo, chill out. Let's stop. It's four, five of y'all. And you telling me y'all couldn't like, just hold, just hold him and talk to him. Like, he's like, yo, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Just hold like, yo, hold him, hold his hands. Yo, let me talk to you. Can I talk to you for a second? Let me talk to you, bro. Bro, let me talk to you. That one time, it was aggressiveness from the beginning. It was aggressiveness and not care for this young man's life. And then, and, 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 and like I said, this is their rights, so I understand, but they had the audacity to plead not guilty. Like, take a fucking plea and be a man about the fuck you did. Not guilty. How are you not guilty for being that man to death? They said they had no intention of him dying. Then you shouldn't have kicked the man in the head like his head was a freaking grapefruit that you was trying to bust open. I'm sorry. It gets me upset because I think on this podcast I have defended black men so much and I always will continue to defend us and to talk about our issues and things that happen to us unfairly but at the end of the day we have to be honest I fear black men more than I fear any other race in this country yeah I said it We should be a people that we can go into any hood and feel safe and secure. I should be able to go to any project, any hood in the world and feel safe and secure. See, when I was growing up, it was certain codes. And they would put out there for protection. Now, I'm not saying that things didn't happen. People didn't get shot or killed. I'm not saying that. But there was an overall culture. Like if I went to a new hood. Somebody be like, yo, who you know here? And they didn't do it for beef. They didn't do it for a they, they did it for protection because I don't know you. You may be coming to my block to start some stuff. So I just make sure you good. Like who you who you here to see? 
Oh, I'm here to see Miss Thomas, my cousin. Oh, all right, cool. But if you don't know nobody, you don't need to be here because maybe you're doing something. Now, on one day, you can say why, as a culture, we have that defensive. But when I was growing up, it was real. People had problems with each other. And we wanted to protect the block. Because you got some people out there wilding. Now, the time before that, our black people were even better. You go to the hood, they're like, yo, what's up, my brother? What you doing here? Who are you here to see? Oh, I'm just chilling with Pastor Luke. Oh, all right, brother. Yo, if you need anything, let us know. Need, you need help finding something? See, every generation gets worse. I look at my generation better, but when I look at it, S is like, yo, I shouldn't have to be checked going to a hood. You know what I'm saying? But back in the day, it was embracement. They used to embrace you. <coughs> Excuse me. Hey, brother, where you from? Yo, I'm from Queens. Oh, all right, cool, brother. What, you, what brings you down to the Bronx? Man, I'm just hanging out here, man. I saw some stores. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, man, I store over there, man. Miss Jenkins, you know what I'm saying? They embraced new brothers. They 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 show love. My hood was my era was a little bit cautious because we had people wilding out, so we wanted to protect our our hood. Now they're looking to rob you, to hurt you, to shoot you. Ain't about protecting the hood no more. Ain't about protecting Miss Jenkins on the first floor. You know what I'm saying? Ain't about that no more. It's like the no snitch rule. It was put in effect in our community because cops will come into our community and use us to prosecute and arrest other black people unfairly. They would manipulate what we said and use that to justify illegal arrest and abuse of other black men and women in our neighborhoods. So we put in place a policy not to talk to the cops because we know what they would do with our information. This was at a time where cops purposely went into our hoods to do things, purposely went into our neighborhoods and tried to split us or try to use what we say and do against us to hurt us. That made sense. Then it turned from, that too, when I was growing up, if you see criminal acts, don't say nothing. If a nigga gets shot, don't say nothing. See, because before that, before that, after it was first, don't say nothing to the cops, it was we handle our own stuff. So if I see somebody get shot, all right, the neighborhood's going to handle that, dude. You know what I'm saying? We're going to handle that. If somebody, a woman got raped, or something, we're going to handle that. So we're not saying nothing to the cops. We don't need their help. We're going to handle that. See, that's where that comes from, that no snitching on criminal acts. The local drug deal, we're going to run him out of our neighborhoods. We're going to do the policing. So we don't have to, we're not going to say nothing to the cops because we're going to handle it. Then it turned from that to drug dealer, rapist, sh people getting shot, 
Just don't say nothing or you a snitch. No, actually, you know what? No. Then it turned to, I'm sorry, it went from we're going to handle it as a neighborhood. Then it went to if I see people get shot, I don't say nothing to nobody. And we're not handling it no more. We just let them do them because we don't say nothing no more. And we don't do nothing. Then it went to you a pussy if you see somebody get shot or raped and you say something. You a snitch now. You're not supposed to say nothing to nobody about nothing. If you chilling with your homeboy and your homeboy gets shot in front of you, you don't say nothing to the cops because at the end of the day, you snitching. You see the evolution of that, where it came from a good place to where it is now. But it's funny because everybody be snitching. We have a no snitch room, but everybody snitch. I mean, if you ever watched the show, the first 48 hours, shit. They be snitching for a pack of cigarettes and a, and a burger. So at the end of the day, you have to understand how it evolved in our community. Stupid things. Now let's get back to these guys because I know I went a little bit off on tangent. You know how I do. I still can't comprehend that at no point these black men looked at this situation and said it's too much. We hate ourselves. You know, I did a podcast before about the gay agenda, the transgender, uh, the transgender agenda against black men. I am, I will never, nor will I ever say that I hate gays or transgenders or whatever. It's just not for me. But at the end of the day, everybody's allowed to do their thing regardless. But we are trained to hate ourselves so much that they use anything to divide us as black men. Now, a transgender black man, man that wants to be a woman or a gay man, at the end of the day, regardless of everything, you are still a black man. And the issues that we have, you have as well. You being gay or transgender does not change you being a black man in America. Doesn't change it at all. But the media and the woke side have made them think that they are different. They have made them think that black men are their enemy. How can the enemy be you? Now, granted, there are black men that don't agree with that. And I, you know, and, and that's fine. But in no way is their agenda of black men to kill, rape, or anything towards transgender or gay men, black men. It just doesn't exist. Jokes, teasing, all this stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, it is. Yeah. But killing, 
It's just an outright national cry of kill. No. This doesn't happen. But they made them believe that it is. I've seen so many trans uh, black men phobia from gay and transgender people in, in on media is ridiculous. The narrative that black trans are dying because black men don't like them or because or black or gays are dying because homophobic idea of homophobic behavior, that their lives are in danger. I don't see it. Now, everybody has their own personal opinion, so don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, there isn't an agenda of black men to kill gay or transgender black men. Doesn't exist. And there's no amount of evidence you could show me that, that, that would prove that. But the reason I say is because they use it to split black men. They use everything they possibly can to split black men. And we're at this point right now that we hate each other so much. They have destruct, they have destroyed our sense of self so much that we believe that is us that's doing it when it's not. Now you're probably saying, well, cast, and who is it? And my answer may be different. You may say, I'm going to say the white man. I don't believe in white and black issues. I believe in power issues. See, because if black and white was an issue, if black was the real agenda, then you wouldn't have all these Arabs and people of color that got billions of dollars because the agenda is going to take it away. You wouldn't have all these athletes that have money. No, it's not about black and white. It's never been. I've always believed that racism is, has always just been a cover-up for the true issue. Because the only people that are really prejudiced are people that are poor. Or they use it as agenda. The government uses for agenda to get to get elected. The the people use it as a power thing over somebody to control the masses. I don't believe I can't achieve something because I'm black. I don't believe that there's a machine out there that's purposely doing it because I'm black. I believe there's a machine out there that's keeping me down because they want power. And to do that, they use the race card to, to, to give that control. Cause at the end of the day, while these black people, while these white people sit here and they talk to you regarding, I don't like black people. I don't like brown people, but they're the same ones doing business in Dubai, doing business in Africa, not with the poor black people or the poor Africans. They're doing uh, with the kings and queens in Africa that got billions of dollars. They're doing deals with the Dubai kings and queens that, that have billions of dollars. They're not discriminating on business deals because, oh, they're black, so I can't mess with them. No. But in America, is a system of control. If I give you power, you won't look my way. If I give you the enemy, then you're going to look towards the enemy, not going to look what I'm doing. 
Because I'm controlling you, you don't even know it. See, unfortunately, black men don't understand power anymore. So when we get it, we don't know how to use it properly. These cops had power. Instead of them using their power to uplift, they used their power to corrupt. At that moment of beating that guy, it felt good to them. They had power over him. He was the weaker. And let's be honest. The weak, the powerful will always dominate the weak. When black men get power, because we have been demasculating so much, when we finally get that urge or that sense of power, we take it too far. It's like the man has never gotten some coochie, and once he get coochie, he don't know how to act. Women, you know what I'm talking about. He don't know how to act because he never got it before. Now he got it, oh my God, it's going to his head. And the demasculation of men isn't just from the powers that be. It's from our own culture. We don't feel adequate. We don't feel equal. We don't feel the heads of our household anymore. We don't feel worthy. We don't feel special. We don't feel like kings in our own community. So when they get a little bit of power, it goes to their head because they don't know how to act because we don't know what power is anymore. Is that an excuse? No. But since we don't feel we could power over others, our women are so in their heads right now, women, black empowerment, other cultures don't respect us and use us for certain aspects. So at the end of the day, what can we dominate? This other black man that's weaker than us. I have a badge. So you listen to me. If you don't listen to me, F you. I mean, regular cops act like that. If you don't listen, they have an authority issue. If I say something to you, you should listen just because you're I'm a cop. You have no right to question me. That's just regular cops. You add on to a black man that feels that's been feeling neglected in this country, neglected not only by the country, but also his own black queens that he worships and loves. So when he gets power, it goes to his head. Makes him feel good. It supersedes our natural empathy for our fellow man. Now, all this is speculation, I'm saying. You could come up with your own reasoning why this happened. But I guarantee that when they were doing it, it felt good. None of them were regretful. Some were laughing. None of them was like, damn, man, you are right, man. You good, man. You are right. Man, what we do, man. No, they, they didn't feel no remorse for it. And I guarantee that their narcissistic ideas in their head, they still don't feel they did anything wrong. They just feel bad because they got caught. Because obviously this behavior in the police station was actually encouraged. 
because they had several complaints. This unit had several complaints. The Scorpions, right? The Scorpios, maybe, I think. I don't know. They had several complaints. But none of them were fired. None of them were kicked off the force. So they lived in a culture that somebody above liked it, like their aggressiveness. Yeah, they getting stuff done. Scorpios, ooh. Making them feel good, empowering them. They felt untouchable. Now, all this is speculations. I don't know. It's still going. The investigation is still going. But I wanted to take time to think about it, think about my thoughts. Because like I said, I don't ever want to, I'm not telling people what they should think. I just throw out different ideas. And you come up with the conclusion of why you think this happened. I appreciate everything, every, everybody listening to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. You can definitely go to CastanoWilliams.com to check me out and everything I'm doing. Follow me on all, all social media at CastanoWilliams.com. And yeah, until next time, we'll talk. <laughs>